minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show episode 221. Yeah. <laughs> It's Tuesday. <laughs> I, know, I had nothing, so I just decided to giggle. Hey, picking up from our conversation just before, I said hold this story for the potty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was looking for the number to call Google to be able to talk to them about my Gmail. But then I was thinking... Well, it's I- not your Gmail. It's G Suite, which is a bit different. Gmail is a free service. That's like saying I want Twitter's number to call them about my, my account. My tweets? My tweets. I'm sure, yeah. but And then we kind of were chatting about the different businesses that actually don't have... Um, any support mm-hmm. that you can contact through the phone. So Twitter, of course, Facebook, no. Instagram, no. Maybe if you're spending a shitload of money on ad- advertising, you could get a representative. But uh, I'm trying to do something and, I, and I've and i struggled to find the number. But then I was thinking about the people in my life that are hopeless at, tech, uh, at technology and finding the answers to things. But then I was thinking about the consistency in those people and they somehow have an ability to find the number to contact <laughs> customer to care with these people. So they, they're great at solving the problem of not having the number and needing the number, mm. but not for the I've got a problem with my service and I need to fix the service. Well, we have a mate who uh, works at a company and they had a little bit of controversy. They ran an event. There was Ooh, issues. And um, uh, punters have just gotten some <laughs> email within the business and just slamming that like individual. Yeah, so some poor guy within the company that's that's, um, that's felt the brunt of the punters. But someone's felt the brunt of a punter, otherwise known as Josh Jansen. <laughs> yeah, chief, chief punter. <laughs> chief, <laughs> chief punter's good, isn't it? Uh, no, chief punter, Josh Jansen. No, so I um, – it was actually – this story has relevance to Roeville, which is great. Great. So it was actually at um, – Telstra in Roeville in it would have been 2012, 2011, yeah. 2012. Uh, I took up a plan. So Telstra for the non-Australians is um, a, a telecommunications company. AT&T, they're huge. Similar to that yeah. type of thing. And so they were doing a, a deal where they would double your data. And we all like double data. Exactly. And I found this, uh, it was like a life hacker or I think it was Gizmodo was the website. Yeah. And they said, here is a hack that what you can do is you can take a really low plan mm. and then just add some data. So I think at the time it was like <laughs> six gig of data would be huge. Like you couldn't even get it as a, as a package. I think like three gig or something was... The max. Okay, so this is this would be dating back six years, seven years, yeah, longer. Yeah, so this would have been, yeah, 2011, 2011, 2012. Yeah, 2011, yeah, because the data package is ridiculous yeah. now. And so I, um, what I managed to do was I took out a, uh, a, a small plan yeah. and um, then basically said I want to uh, do the double data. I want to increase my data to um, three gig or whatever so then I can – so you double it to six. Yeah. Anyway, they were like, no, sorry. Like at the Telstra store, they're like, no, sorry, you can't do that. I'm like, uh. Do you not know who I am? Well, I'm Chief Punter. I was like, <laughs> no, I I said like on this blog, uh, on this article, it says that you can and it has your public affairs manager quoted in saying, we understand that it's a loophole, but we're happy to honour it. Wow. Do, do you reckon that was a response 
after people have pointed out or they just had to it's I like guess a, they were just they were just commenting on it but okay. the the thing was that they said initially they were like oh, okay well if that's the case yeah we'll we'll make it happen we'll just get you signed up okay and so they signed me up and then I never got the data and I came back a week later and I brought the piece of paper and they said oh um uh, you know that had that had the article, and they said, "Oh, like this this doesn't mean anything. It's no official document. It's just an article." Gee. And so, what I ended up doing was, I the guy who was quoted, I googled him, and I found a, a press release that had his mobile number on it. How how, how um not that recent hard. was the uh, yeah recent like the, it would have it would have been like um probably six months you know prior. He'd, he'd done a press release and okay. he had his, you know, media can contact him on this number. Interesting. They actually have the number there. Yeah. And so, well, if you think about it, like I think that if we were to do some searches, there would be numbers for the press uh, people. Any company, yeah. you could probably find their phone number or it would be their PR agency number. Okay. So, this poor bloke has had chief punter yeah. find his number and you called him. And I gave him a bit of a call. I said, hi, uh, my name's Josh Jansen. I read your quote in Gizmodo where you said that the double data was happening and I just wanted to let you know that at the Roeville uh, <laughs> Telstra store, they're not honouring it and they um, weren't that nice to me about it and I just want to make sure that it gets resolved. So is that how you – do you lead with that full sort of yes. monologue mm-hmm. and then you stop and, and wait for a response? Exactly. Because I always think when I call people, it's like, do you say hi, how you going, my name's Tommy? Oh, good, thanks. Yeah, so I'm just calling about an issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you just you just went straight for the monologue. Yeah, you just need to unload straight away. What if he was like in the midst of cooking carrots for his seven-year-old? Maybe. But I mean, I think that if you're the public affairs officer of Telstra, okay. there's the shit that you have to deal with. Yeah, and phone companies get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that, that's what I did. And what was his response? Was he nice? Yeah, so they, say- ended, they ended up getting it sorted for me. Do you think – I was so smug going back to Roeville. I'm sure I didn't even have to go back into the store yeah. but did anyway <laughs> just to be like, hey, guys. Oh, you went back in? Yeah, I'm sure I can't <laughs> – that bit's a bit vague but I do remember that there was – I had my sort of final moment with them where it all got sorted. I mean, was – do you feel like the guy had any sense of like – not not how you've got my number, but do you th- like? Nah. Okay, he was really lovely. No, nah, he was lovely. I think oh, that it's um, maybe it's changing now, mm. but I think that uh, maybe I positioned. I don't know if I mentioned my blog, Melbourne Geek. You would have <laughs> yeah, leverage. I've definitely done that over the years. Even when I had all the issues with um, Booking dot com while I was away, I remember saying, "Here's a bit of insight into me being a slight <laughs> psychopath." <laughs> I said, oh, it's a shame. They said, oh, look, we can't credit you. You can't do anything. We basically fucked up our booking and it was a bad user experience. And I said, I was like, oh, it's a shame because I'm writing a story um, about about us going on this trip and um, booking.com was part of the feature and it's going to be a shame that I'm going to have to talk about this interaction. In my writings. Yeah. And little did I know, you were, you were just journaling yeah. on paper. It wasn't being published. Yeah. And My what morning they say? pages. He didn't give a fuck. So it the, made uh, me yeah. angrier. Well. He, put, he called me out on my did egotistical. He? No, well, he just called me out by not giving me anything. Okay. Yeah. There has to, I mean, you're appealing to the individual. There definitely is a tactic on how to sort of speak to the person 
rather than sort of leveraging some power over them yeah. and the situation. It's My favourite is, I've done this a few times, which is, what's your name? Oh, Tommy. I, I And I had someone, I'm trying to remember who it was. Oh, that's right. I think I even spoke about it. My issue with the lady, the hotel in Munich, oh, yeah. the lady, and I said, uh, what's your name? And she gave me her name and then I Googled her and found out that she was the owner oh, and then did a... Damn it. No, but it was great because I did a really specific personal review <laughs> of her on her Google thing. And then uh, actually I feel very triggered by that. Life is just a power play. We're always trying to look for our for leverage in situations to have the betterment of our own Well, <laughs> Seth Godin talks about stat- in his This Is Marketing book. Yeah. A lot of it is about status. He talks mm. about who eats first as being like a sort of a common question. Well, I think you would have liked the status game of the nightclub uh, experiences that I've had because it is. It's like, you know, the status game of I'm not lining up. I know a guy who can just walk us straight in, walk past the big lines, just sort of give a little smirk. I think you would have played hard in that space. Yeah, probably. Got the membership. I got a membership to a a nightclub that I I used to be able to walk up to the door, just fucking... Actually, you you are spot on. Like it's not a, a good trait, but it's it's not. But when when it's time for boarding on a flight, and yeah. there's people who are sort of semi lining up, they're sort of near, and you just sort of want to be like, unless you guys are priority, back the <laughs> fuck up. But you don't. You just have to sort of be like, oh, you know. Do you think, say, if you become uber wealthy? Th- you sort of lose that interest in that part of the status game and it goes to a whole new level? Because I think people who are wealthy are high status without even Well, yeah, the, the higher the status, the, the Justin Biebers and stuff like that of the world, they've always been the most humble when I've met them. Mm. But then the person who just won The Voice has an ego the size of fucking insert egomaniac. So it, it's... You don't think that with high status comes great ego or or it does? They're part and parcel. No, One just hides it better, i.e. Justin Bieber. Now, well, I think that there's a, um, there's, a, there's a high status in acting low status but being high status mm. and that is like the super. So, it's like the multi, multi, multi-millionaire mm. who is – super humble and doesn't yeah. make a big fuss. And that's what I would like when I, I feel like I'm not, um, I, th- I have certain moments where I think about things of like, oh, I want to out of a convenience point of view, partly it's because I've gamified. I've spent so much energy trying to hack the frequent flyer thing yeah. that I want to milk every single. So it's a bit of punter mentality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's punter infiltration. Yeah, absolutely. I do look around. <laughs> it's fun when I, when we're in the um, uh, the private room at mm. Singapore, which is like the first class lounge, looking around being like, who else are the punters? Who yeah. here have has actually hacked the system and shouldn't actually be in there? There's There would be a time of trying to shake the punter. So if you become the rich guy, it's – yeah, because those those staff members are mm. – they're basically employed to treat you like you have really high status regardless yeah. of how you've got in there. And so they will treat you amazingly. But it's like being overweight as a kid. It's hard to shake. Yeah. I think if you just were from not much – but then I think it's where – Ego takes over and you see these celebrities that just become maniacs, mm. treating people like shit, arrogant. Um, 
Ricky Gervais was talking about it on his podcast that he's got about how high status isn't relatable. And he's talking about how he flies first class and he's how do you integrate this into your comedy? You know, comedy is a game of the person on stage. It's like you need a lower, you need to be a part of the audience, you need to be in with them. And he's saying that he kind of just meshes the high status and the fact that how he acts in these high status scenarios. Actually, he's a great example of a guy who was low status and it became high status. Yeah. Poor, you know, working class up until the time he was like late or mid 40s or 40. I think there's something very um, low status in the fake rich. Yeah. So there is like I think that that's an area that I'm always like people who live well above their means Mm. or it's like I wouldn't feel like I would love a Tesla, right? But I'm not going to buy a Tesla until I at least own a house and don't have like some sort of crazy mortgage on it. But there's like, I think that fake rich is a is a dangerous thing. There's this guy. His name. He's got an Instagram account called Jay Kloss, a Melbourne dude who has a a business selling like you know all different types of sneakers. Mm -hmm. And from how he posts, it appears that he's doing quite well. He's got some very wealthy friends. I talked about one of them on this show. The the sicko. This is. This is ego and high status in play. Is this, this the kebab guy? No, this no. is the sicko that posted on his stories him packing up all these clothes that were worth a fuckload of money and then he went and dumped them somewhere in Melbourne and was like just giving sort of clues and he waited until someone from his feed That's so fucked who up. saw the story came to go out and grab all these like supreme clothing and like high-end stuff. Anyway, so it's one of his mates and um, – I, I clicked onto his profile because there is something intriguing about people who are sort of playing that, uh, you know, flaunting game and you're kind of mm. just watching them as like, what is that? Anyway, I looked at his um, his Instagram bio and it says, trying to appear richer than I am, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Well, but isn't that like the next level which is now self-deprecating? It's, it's the skinny skinny chicks who are... Like got their period and slightly bloated and post a photo <laughs> as if they're like, um, it's so true. Like, look, guys, life's not perfect. Yeah, uh, you know, this is me relaxed. This is me tensing. It's all just a game, guys. <laughs> you look great yeah. either way, mate. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mine would just be like horrendous. Both images. <laughs> here's me tensing. Here's me not. That's so funny. Yeah, it's funny since meeting you, Josh. I I haven't. That sort of status conversation I hadn't had with a bunch of people. I don't mm. think a lot of people talk around like marketing spaces, um, self help. Yes, but just in a general case, I don't think the conversation of these this status. I think it's being honest, had. though. I think yeah. that you think if it, you've got to ask, why are you posting something on Instagram? Mm. I got like a new book yesterday. And I went to take a photo of it and be like, yeah, pumped to read this. But why? Why am I doing that? Because you want people to know that you're a, a bookworm. <laughs> <laughs> but like, isn't that, isn't that like, uh, if you look at what you've posted lately, mm. like, what do you think? Like, if you deconstruct it. On what I've posted? Oh, yeah, just in, gen- in general. Yeah. Like, do you think that there is, if you were to, I guess I'm trying to push back on the 
you know, feeding that ego stuff which yeah. can come from like having people who have a um, Instagram what's it called mood what's that thing aesthetic? Oh, aesthetic yeah like having an Instagram aesthetic so when you go to their actual home page with it all looks their photos a certain laid way. out don't think it's sort of a, it's, there's a gross element to it which is like yeah. super contrived and I've always thought that uh, and I've never done it I've tr- so if you look at your photos yeah what do you what do you pull from them so I'm um, looking at them now. So yeah. you've got a lot from the trip, which was me pushing you to post all that shit. Well, we posted Go just up. heaps of stuff, but then it's sort of getting back to up here. Yeah. This is my um, – there's a lot of family photos. A lot What's of family the deal stuff. with the drone photo? So oh, that's one of my to- favourite. You know, and I've actually thought about like what I post without a thought being – Put onto it, and what I'm sort of what I gravitate towards posting, and one of them is like sky, and then manipulating the colours of what's already sort of going on the sunset yeah. to make the sky look really trippy. And I was like, I fucking just love that. Yeah. And I have had a bunch of people say, Oh, I love your, you know, I love those photos. But it's like I actually, it's the one type of photo that I love doing. And then that drone photo this is one of my favourite. But I, but I did think I need to mix it up. I want to post a photo of my son again, but I need to mix it up with something. Because you're a great dad. Because I'm a great dad. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, there is a risk. It's such a funny thing because even Amy and I I were talking uh, a couple of days ago and I can't remember if she said, oh, um, maybe I should post more or I want to post more. And she she said this to me in the past and then we got in the conversation of go deeper than that. What does that mean? And I think it's the same around that sort of, what, uh, questioning why you're posting this book thing, yeah, and uh, and it's not that Amy's trying to be high status, but it's sort of outside of that of like why are you doing the thing that you're doing. Well, I think it's maybe to feel good about ourselves, yeah. and the thing is that what I worked out is it's like I actually will feel way better if I just read the book. <laughs> You'll get more out of it, yeah. And so I've been very pedant. The thing that I'm doing at the moment is not starting a new book mm. until I've read my current book, mm. and so I'm like. I've actually been chipping away every night. Mm. I've got 100 pages left. Do you think Tall Poppy or the thought, the thinking behind sort of the, the Tall Poppy is about status? Like uh, if you've got a majority of the people that are yeah. living a similar existence, similar money, similar housing, you know, um, set up, they're kind of all equal, right? You saying that you didn't want people to know you lived in Brighton is – a commentary on status mm. and you wanting to lower your status because low status gives you something. Mm, mm. I've doubled down on it as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, no, but I think, yeah, no, it's interesting. I think that the... Um, uh, it's, we're definitely threatened by... the And I threatened by people of high status and I don't think it's a negative thing to be of a higher status than someone else. But is that even like immediately as I say that I feel cringe by defining someone's status as being higher or lower than the next person. But maybe the thing is that we unconsciously do it anyway. Yeah. True. So it's not that thing of like I don't – it's not like people walking in the streets and going, oh, there. But I think there is in some regards when you are at a having a conversation mm. with someone – their experiences, their like what you think about them, like that. There's an element of status there. Mm. Well, think? I'm just looking. At, yeah, def- there definitely is. But then, maybe I feel like the word status doesn't do the. Maybe I think it's just there's a gross a element choice of the word. The 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 meaning of status. Here we go. 
relative social or professional position standing. The situation at a particular time during a process. That's a, that's a bit different. Maybe it's got something to do with like the middle class as well. Yeah. Because the middle class in Australia is sort of like, it feels like it's huge. Mm. It is. We're all doing yeah. okay. And yeah. so maybe it's, maybe it's, inside. but status can be seen in, <coughs> status isn't just about a financial thing. A status could be, oh, this person is really smart or knows about this. Like mm. I've always worried about um, or thought about not wanting to be uh, defined by my job. Yeah. And being like the film filmmaker guy. Do you think there's an – because I've seen you do that and we've even like – Last week we got, into, we got into conversations and you were refusing to, for me to paint you as a guy. <laughs> like, And I was just kind of – I can't even remember what it was but it was just about you being this type of person and you're saying that's – I don't have to be that type of person. Yeah. But it sounds so dramatic a, when you say like that. It felt like that in the moment. <laughs> From reflection, I can't remember what we were even talking about. But do you think there's Subway, a, think there's a need to – like one of the synonyms of status is um, place, uh, position, and it helps us identify where, who we are and where, where, how we yeah. sit in the current culture and society. I think part of it may be like uh, roles. Like if we're all playing roles mm. in our life, I think that I push back on – people's assumptions on what role I should be playing. Mm. And um, maybe it's around the stuff of like if you're creative that you're not that reliable or yeah. all these other different you know, types of things. Well, I think we are contributors to how people paint us, right? Well, we like only have our demand. actions. Like we, we're only – people are coming up with a conclusion of our status and our roles and all mm. that sort of thing based on – do we are we good? Are we responsive? Are we you know all those fucking common things? Mm. Are we late? Like uh, you you would pride yourself like I do as well mm. on not being late. Mm. What's it, that? It's it's being a Virgo. Is it a Virgo thing? <laughs> I've, I've well, I have a bunch of friends who are Virgos and they're all on time. Yeah, and so whether it's just my small amount of Is it, I wonder if I'm, that's a sta- I wonder if. Uh, what are those things called? Horoscopes. I wonder oh. if that's just a play of status. You were um, before saying that you were going to bring up our Facebook, our first interactions that we ever had on Facebook. Well, we talked about this. We've talked about it a couple of times and never bothered to do it. Mm. And so um, I've gone through and found who who contacted who first. Let's talk about that. I think it will be you contacting okay. me. High status play right here. Yeah. So it was a low status move, me contacting Josh. I was reaching out. Okay, classic. Were it, you going to pick my brain? It's definitely a – well, this picking, is – <laughs> Picking brains is very low status. <laughs> if I say pick your brain, oh, this I is hate dud. myself. Here we go. So this is – when was this sent? So this was actually recent – this is probably more recent than people would think because yeah. we'd, we'd worked together 10 years ago yeah. and then we hadn't fucking seen each other or spoken or – it was like we were – put into a project together but we weren't connected in regards to email and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, but I wonder when we became Facebook friends. I can't see that here. It would have been just, I reckon, before you sent this request or whatever. What is it? What date is it? It's, it's probably like 2016. of the 1st. So I was getting in early for the Yeah, for January the 6th. January 6th, 2015. 15, yeah, cool. So this was just after I left Shepparton yeah. and I was up in Sydney it's a bit needy. Yeah. And some guidance. And I and for some reason I messaged Josh. And this is how it went. Hey dude, 
How did... Oh, I need to give context. We bumped into each other at that gaming thing. Oh, Game On. Yeah, that Game On thing in Sydney. I was with Jules Lund and you were with Nissan, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Fuck. And so we bumped into each other there and you were going to Could you look at your raw material and see if you got any video with me? You probably wouldn't have. I was probably too low status to... Definitely to get you onto my vlog. (laughs) So, yep, I'm back up slightly with the status game. So, I reckon we're even playing field here. The reaching out is actually, yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, dude, how did the talk go at the Game On Fest? It was fucking horrendous, by the way. (laughs) I I flew to Sydney. The company I was working for flew me up and all that sort of thing. There was two people in the audience. I spent a week on that talk. (laughs) That's so good. I was hoping you could shoot me a link to some Final Cut Pro X graphics <laughs> templates on Invato. Just had a look and couldn't find them. I must have probably all's well in Melbourne. Okay, so I probably had told you, hey, you should download some Final Cut Pro templates or something. Must have. And so, what did I write back? I mean, I, this is a great lead back to the start of this conversation. I'm yeah. looking for help. Yeah. I couldn't find the support number, <laughs> so I reached out to Josh. Uh, so you replied the next day, fuck, you left me hanging. You're a dog. No, that's hey, pretty good for me. Hey, mate, weird. I thought we had Final Cut Pro X templates. We have Apple Motion. I've sent it to the team that looks after it. High status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got the team on it, guys. Got the yeah. team. Look, mate, just catching, catching a flight. They've just called business class. I better go. Bit of yeah, that vibe. So you, you can't do two things at once. So I said, ready. hey, brother, you might... Just couldn't see them, as in okay. you might have them. Yeah. You wrote back, I think in some cases, Apple Motion Graphics works with Final Cut Pro X. I'll let you know what response I get, whether you can use Apple Motion files straight in Final Cut Pro X. Did I ever get or back to you? if it's a category, well, so, well, we'll have soon. I've enjoyed the vids you've been doing. Thumbs up. Fuck, I'm back up. He's complimented my work. No, I think that was sort of a, a high status play still. You, you, interesting, you actually wrote thumbs up. You put into little things unless it's some old... Thumbs up. Yeah, no, that's how I used to do it because that's how in Slack you do a uh, thumbs up. It was like, like colon, thumbs up, oh, colon. It's getting a bit techie for me. Yeah. All right, we haven't in- interacted. We haven't got to the point where I've asked you on a date. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. That'd be great. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. If you ever have any tips or see something I could improve on, I would love the feedback. Improve? You're asking for feedback. I was asking for feedback. Jeez, that's great. Not that, but which is weird because I'd never get like to your point. I don't think I would have ever given feedback. Have I, did I give feedback? Sure. Have any short-term goals of where you want to go with your content creation next week? Next. That's such a classic JJ question, is. isn't it? Here we go. This is Tommy. Really trying to figure that out at the moment. I'm kind of stuck. I have these skills in shooting, cutting, and being on camera, and all the feedback from producers, talent managers, etc. Are they love the content, but what's the premise? Mm-hmm. So you're trying I, to get picked, then. Definitely, I, w- I wouldn't even use the yeah. like sort of that that phrasing now. Um, then you wrote, "Yeah, sure, that can be a challenge. I find <laughs> that sometimes that's when the worst ideas come out because there's an anxi- anxiety to find a premise." I thought I was mentoring you at this point. High status. <laughs> where normally the best premises come organically. So trying to force a narrative or outcome, a story, just cause. And I wrote, very true. I think my best 
bet is um, not to overthink it straight away. I've set a goal of a vlog per week, more just to keep myself accountable and create more. Um, And then you said, yeah, I think that's great. The best way to work it all out is by doing. So true. I don't know how most of the vids will come together until I've started shooting. And then you said, yeah, that's great. Well, if you ever want to collaborate on a project. I'm so sorry about this, everyone. This is great. I'm back up. You've asked me if I want to collaborate. So you've come dying, desperate. I don't know if that's how I would have read it. (laughs) Let me know. Always keen to work on new things and try stuff out. Hmm. Yeah. So it kind of, it goes on. And then uh, I must have jumped forward and (laughs) basically. Did the hard ask. Yeah, here we go, here we go. I've I've done it. Do that. Let's finish on the hard ask. All right. The 8th of the 4th, 2015, 12.20pm. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm moving back to Melbourne next week. Got a gig with Kiss Melbourne doing online content producing. So we'll have to have a beer and chat about some... Mm, You missed that, Mark, projects. Beer? Yeah. Never had a beer in my life. I was just woofing. Yeah. Woof. And I was just like, first he calls me brother, then asks for a beer. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then for some reason, yeah, it just, it's gone on. I, I thought it was going to be like more kind of, I thought the first response to you was let's let's catch up. It's interesting. But I then did reach out to you. Yeah, you reached out when you were, how long were you at that job at Kiss before you got over it? Um, Three months? Six months? It was, it was 2016 I, I wrote to you. Oh, so it was an entire year between that uh, the well, game on stuff. Well, I the back of the year. And so, yeah, yeah I remember I quit the job. I'd quit in my head just at the end of the year, but mm. I hadn't told them until I got back in January, which was genius for me. But I've got it. Here we go. First of the 4th, 2016. Hey, dude, happy new year. Your fireworks festival vid was awesome. Well done. Are you back at work yet? <laughs> Wanted to see if you had time for a coffee later in the week. Wanted to chat to you about um, your new business and what I'm doing. Uh, so this is interesting. So I had actually started Full Stack Films, ah, but it was a side hustle thing. Got it. And that was, I think, the conversation that you and I had, I was yeah. ended up being like, maybe I just do this now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my status of doing my own thing pushed you. Yeah. And you thought, I've got to lift my status and quit my job and do this thing. I'm very pleased with myself that I didn't say, hey, mate, can I pick <laughs> your brain? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a disaster. Hey, the... Um, uh, Friday, we're going to go to Easy's. Yeah. Across the road. Midday, Russ Keys has been Instagram DMing us. I need to yeah. get back to him. But he's organized a competitive eater for Fat Fridays. Far out. Which is fucking amazing. Uh, so does mid- he, do, do you reckon this guy knows that I ate one Shrove Tuesday pancake? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Just um, I wanted to finish on the I, I want to be the guy that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to be the guy that is uh, good at trivia. All right. That's going to require a lot of general knowledge. Yeah. How do you sort of, how how can I prepare for that? That's a hard one. I mean, there's one way of just starting to sort of play more trivia to see. Nah, but I don't think that's the answer. Like, is there a certain just trivia questions I just need to know? I'm sure someone's looked into this, but the people who are good at trivia are actually smart. And that's where you fall short. Donald Bradman died in what year? Oh, Donald Bradman, that would have been like 1950. Uh, 19, uh, 1958. I don't know. But I feel like a Donald Bradman. Mason, quickly. Uh, Mr. 97. 97. Uh, Donald Bradman, I feel like, is a good. I should know a lot about Donald Bradman. Yeah, one of the great. 
2001? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 2001. Sorry, Don. 1950. Was it 57 or 58? It was 2001. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, a few more innings uh, in him. Uh, he's big one media the- company. We should do a trivia. We should be a trivia team. Trivia you and I. See, I, uh, I hate trivia. <laughs> okay, on that note. It's a daily talk show. I'm worried about this fucking uh, battery dying oh, on shit. this recorder. Uh, it's a daily talk show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. Stickers have been sent out. Very exciting. You've even had to – you've done paid a bit extras to be able to do the international stuff. It is yeah. all happening. We're on Reddit as well, uh, thedailytalkshow.reddit.com. We will see you tomorrow or maybe even Friday at Easy's midday in Collingwood. Have a good one. See you guys.